I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Kids for Sale, the show all about how kids suck uh, and parenting is harder than they tell you in the books. Uh, So my name is Chris and with me is my co-host and my beautiful wife, Ashley. Ashley, go ahead and say hi. I'd like to have it noted that Chris is making me do this against my will. (laughs) She's here nonetheless. Uh, so we just wanted to start this episode off with a little bit of an intro. Uh, again, this, this show is going to be all about parenting, so I figured we'd introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about our kids and then start on our first topic today. Um, so again, my name is Chris. I am a 32-year-old maintenance electrician. Um, I've lived in Northwest Indiana my whole life. Uh, we currently reside in Lowell. Um, and then I guess I'll kick it over to Ashley. I'm kicking it over. Are you going to catch it? Um, I'm 27 because for some reason that matters. <laughs> I guess. And well, it's for the demographic, you know, just so people know what kind of parents they're talking to and, and, and hearing from. Um, I, too, have lived in northwest Indiana my whole life, unfortunately. Um and Chris just threw my cat, so we're getting a divorce now. <laughs> the cat is deciding to make a bunch of noise right now. Right as we started recording, <laughs> she's going to start chasing the spider on the desk. But, okay, so you're 27. You are a registered nurse. Yes, I am. Um, and together, uh, we have three kids. Uh, well, we don't have three kids together. I have two kids from a first marriage. Uh, my son, Mark, is seven. We will be eight this year. Uh, and my daughter Olivia is four, and then Ashley has a daughter from her first marriage, uh, named Scarlett, also four. Uh, so that's that's just a little bit about our kids. So, in, so in future episodes, you kind of know what we're dealing with on a day to day basis. Uh, Scarlett lives with us every day. Um, my <clears throat> kids, uh, they're over every other weekend. They they live with their mom primarily. And I'm sorry about all the noise the cats make. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, Mark is in first grade. Uh, he's actually just wrapping up first grade in about a week. Um, and Livy and Scarlett are both in their first year of preschool. They got another year of preschool to go before they start kindergarten. Um, <coughs> the girls are only about a month apart. So having them both in the house at the same time is essentially 
like having a pair of twins and uh it's I, I I guess neither of us have ever had twins, so I don't know what to compare it to for sure, but I have to imagine it's just as crazy as actually having a pair of twins in the house because it, it gets pretty hectic from time to time. Yeah, because they're both assholes. <laughs> they are both assholes. But they're assholes in a different kind of way. So Scarlet, let, well, let's, let's go through one by one. Uh, Scarlet is the youngest of the three, and she is also the craziest of the three, I think. Well, yes. wildest. Let's say wildest. I wouldn't say craziest. Craziest. But... Well, okay, craziest. We'll roll with that. She's uh, she's definitely got a very excitable personality. Um, she's she's very wild, very spontaneous about everything. She, uh, you know, one second she'll be fine and hugging you, the next second she'll be running around the house screaming and throwing stuff all over the place. Um, and she is a troublemaker in a sense that she does things right in front of your face that she knows she's going to get in trouble for. And she she almost, like, seeks to get yelled at sometimes. I think, anyway. That's that's the way I've always seen it. Um, whereas Olivia... Olivia, again, is four. There, she's a month older than Scarlet. Uh, she's a little bit different. She's sneaky about being a troublemaker. Uh, she, she knows how to go and do things that we don't see her doing. And then, and then she, blames it on she Scarlet. somehow manages to blame it on Scarlet almost every time. And Scarlet, I don't know if she's just a people pleaser or if she doesn't realize what's going on, but a lot of times she will take credit for the things that she doesn't actually do and she'll get in trouble for them anyway. Um, but yeah, that's Olivia. Olivia is kind of a little shit in that way that she, she will purposely get Scarlet in trouble all the time. Now, Mark... Is a big dork, just like his dad is. <laughs> Mark is, uh, yeah, he takes after me a lot. He likes comic books and he likes video games. In, in fact, he's been quoted as saying, well, he, he asked me, if, as soon as he got in my car one time to come back to my house, the first thing he said to me is, hey, Dad, when we get home, can I play a video game? And I was like, dude, you haven't even said hi to me yet, and you're already asking to play video games? And he goes, but Dad, video games is my life. So that's... And, and it's true. That's all he wants to do all day long. Um, but aside from the video games, I'm not, I'm not that loud. Maybe your headphones are just loud. I'll turn you down a little bit. Um, but aside from the video games, Jesus. Okay, now that was loud. I'm sorry. He's yelling in my ears. We're just getting the hang of this equipment and these microphones and everything. So I apologize if we're really peaky. Um, but aside from the video games, he's mostly... A good kid. Actually, they're all mostly good kids. They just... If just... you could see my face right now, you could <laughs> see that. I believe they're all good kids. Uh, they just... They just do a lot of stuff to get in trouble, I guess. But deep down, they're good kids, and they, they, they love each other, and they love us, and they, they, you know... They're good to each other most of the time. Most of the time. It really is most of the time. <laughs> she's yeah. still making faces at me she's bullshitting everybody no I don't think I am but Mark Mark makes trouble like when when he's in a good mood he will be good to both of the girls and he'll be nice to both of the girls and he'll play with them and he'll include them in everything and he'll share with everybody but as soon as he gets in a little bit of trouble for something, 
that's when he starts snapping and he starts, you know, going out of his way to get Scarlet in trouble, just like Livy does. And he's he's way more protective of Livy just because it's you know it's his sister that he lives with every day of the week. Scarlet is the sister that he only gets to see every other weekend, so he's a little bit rougher with her. Um, but you know, most of the time he he does include both of them unless he's not getting his way. Like if I tell him he's got to shut the video games off, he gets mad and then he goes and does something to piss Scarlet off. And then Scarlet ends up doing something to piss him off back. And Scarlet's the one that ends up getting trouble because most of the time we don't see the thing that Mark did. Um, so that's what it's like having three kids in the house. <laughs> um, well, our three kids anyway. Four kids counting Chris. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. And we also have a cat that we just got about a month ago and they, they torment the cat on a daily basis. They like to chase it around and they haven't gotten used to what it's like to be nice to a cat yet. So, um, but anyway, the topic of today's show, uh, is going to be little league baseball because we just came from one of Mark's games tonight. Now, uh, Mark is in a rookie league. I think it's considered, uh, where they bat with a pitching machine. Whereas Scarlett is in her first year of T-ball. Livy's not playing this year because Livy's in dance class. Um, and we didn't want the baseball stuff to interfere with her dance class. Um, but we'll start with Little League today and what it's like to be a Little League parent of two. Um, and I guess we could start with Scarlett's T-ball stuff. So Scarlett, again, is four years old. She's in a league with four and five-year-old kids, I think. I think they're five, right? Some of them. I think that's the age range, yeah. Um, you got to talk in your mic a little bit more. No. <laughs> um, now, if you've ever watched a t-ball game for four-year-olds, it is... It's a lot of playing in the dirt. It is torture for the spectators. Absolute torture. Um, it's one of the most difficult things I've ever watched. It's it's okay for about an inning. It's but, it's funny like when they run the wrong way and stuff, but then like they play in the dirt and it's ninety percent of the game is the coaches yelling, Get out of the dirt, get out of the dirt, get out of the dirt, pay attention, get out of the dirt. That's ninety percent of the game. The other ten percent is when they're actually batting and running around the bases, because that's the only time that they actually pay attention. Um now Scarlet has taken T ball pretty hard, I guess. I don't know how else to put it, but she's not enjoying it as much as we thought she might. Um, she does a lot of crying. She has cried at every single Probably game like so far. 50% of the time she's crying. And it's it's and it usually happens within the first five minutes of the game. Um, the first time she cried was because uh, she had the ball first. And somebody, she she was trying to feel the ball. The ball got hit to her. And she tried to scoop it up in her glove, and it bounced out of her glove. And another kid ran up and picked it up before she could. And she sat down on the field and started crying for about five minutes. Because she had the ball first. Uh, The second game, she cried because she was playing first base, but she was standing on first base. And the runner, the, the batter hit the ball and was running to first base. And when he got to first base and saw her standing on it, he couldn't get on it. So he pushed her off the base and she cried, which I guess that one was kind of justified because she got pushed. I'd, I'd be pissed too if I was getting pushed. But 
Well, I mean, she's doing better than she was at the beginning. Before. She's absolutely doing better than she was at the beginning. She always now has she... to just cry and say this is boring. I think that's the biggest problem. At, at her age, I don't think... And, and it's not just Scarlet. Scarlet, I think, already has a pretty short attention span for a four-year-old. Because she, she's just... She's wild. She goes from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And she doesn't care about what she was doing 30 seconds ago. It's all about the new thing that she's doing. And T-Ball is the only time of the week, pretty much, that she has to just sit and do this one thing for an hour and 15 minutes. And I think it's a bit much for her. Uh, and I think it's a bit much for most of the kids on the field, honestly. They, I think they should shorten those games down to like an inning and just call it. Then they still are They're learning the fundamentals of the game. They're playing the game. But not like, enough to hate it. It's not even like worth getting dressed for, though. It's not. And I don't think any of this is. I think, honestly, at, at this age, I don't think they need competitive games. I don't think... Well, they're not competitive. They don't keep score. But I don't think they need games where they play against other kids. I think they just need practices so they can learn the mechanics. They learn how to bat. They learn how to throw. They learn how to field. And then they go home. I I think at four years old... And this is my opinion, just having watched... What, what have we had so far? Five of her t-ball games? Yeah, four or five. It feels like a lot. It feels like so many more, but but realistically, I think it's been about five games, and I I just think the they're too young. All of them on this team are too young, and uh, some of them get it a little bit. They know they got to scoop the ball up and throw it to first base, but then they all just revert to being bored and digging in the dirt again, and it's I don't know. It's not enjoyable for the kids. It's not enjoyable for the parents. And I think it's going to give all of the coaches a stroke. Uh, and I don't know. It's rough. It's rough at that age. Now then, so then we move up to Mark's age. Mark, like I said, he's seven this year. He's going to be. Um, I'm going to edit that out. He's going to be turning eight later this year. Um, they get it more. At his age. Absolutely, they get it more. And this is Mark's first year playing baseball also. Um, some of the kids on his team, most of the kids on his team, I think, have played a couple of years already. Um, but Mark Mark hasn't gotten into t-ball or anything. This is the first time he's played. And uh, I think he's doing pretty good so far. He, Mark is not the most athletic kid in the world because he like likes to dad? spend most of his time playing video games and... And that's fine. It's, he's just, he's that kid. You know, he's he's the couch kid, which we're trying to get him outside more. We, we we just moved into a house about a month ago before we were living at an apartment. It was, it was kind of hard to make them go outside and play because there was nowhere they could play outside that we could see them from in the house. So unless we were just sitting outside watching them, they couldn't play outside. At the new house, it's a lot easier. They can just go out in the backyard and tell them to get the hell out of my house and do their thing. So there's going to be a lot more of that this summer, a lot less mm -hmm. video games. And hopefully, uh, hopefully Mark will get more into the athletic outdoor kid mode. But, uh, but yeah, so he's not the most athletic kid, but he's, I think he's taken to the game a lot better than I expected him to. You know, he's, he's, he's pretty good at bat. He understands the fielding. He's just not that great at it yet. He needs more practice. But uh, his games, I, I know Ashley gets irritated at the games because I I never realized I was going to be this guy, but I am 100% the Little League dad that 
you imagine at every Little League game. I, I'm not screaming at the kids or, or yelling or getting pissed at the umps or pissed at the coaches. Like, why isn't my kid pitching or any of that garbage? I don't, I'm not that guy. But I am the annoying dad that's cheering for each individual kid. And I know every kid on the team's name. And, and oh, great hit. Great hit, so-and-so. And, oh, you know, you'll get it next time, this guy. And and Ashley hates that because she's she just thinks I'm a square. Which, I mean, she knew it before we yeah. went to Little League. But uh, even more so now. But... I'm trying to think. There's there's something that happened where that is exactly what you did. Oh, what where I... Mark, something unfair happened, and then you were freaking out. And I had to tell you to get over it. And I can't remember what it was. I don't know what you're talking about, actually. Forget about it. But, okay, so, I mean, we've talked enough about, like, the kids' side of the baseball now the parents side of it uh having two kids in little league even though mark and livy don't even live with us most of the week uh i've still had to be as involved as i can be well no i i shouldn't say i had to be i've involved myself as much as i could in mark's little league just because i, I you know i grew up playing little league and when i was a kid it meant a lot to me it was it was my pastime for a while um it was the sport that I was best at, I think, as a kid, and it was the one I enjoyed the most, and I, I've been kind of excited, since I had kids, I've been excited about getting into Little League, just because I was hoping they would have the experience I did. You know, I made, I made a lot of my friends as a kid through Little League, and I was hoping that same thing would happen for my kids. Um, so, I when when Mark joined Little League, I jumped right in, and I, I, I tried to do the same with Scarlet's, but... <laughs> Man, her games are just so frustrating. It's they they listen for about five minutes and then that, mm, and then it's we, it. we involved ourselves. Yeah, and we yesterday. We do, yeah, we we do help when out. We yelled at all the kids. <laughs> we help out as much as we can at the games, you know. Like, uh, mm-hmm. ooh, sorry, cat again. Chris trapped a spider under a cup. Well, I, I just didn't desk. want to deal with it right away. I don't want to and kill it, but I didn't want to deal with it until after we were done recording. The cat so now the cat found the spider, and she's trying to get it. But, but anyway, so we've involved ourselves a lot in, in the games, uh, mostly because I don't think any of the other parents have, and the coaches need help there. Because oh, yeah. there's three coaches. Actually, well, two Two There's, coaches most of the time. There is a third coach, but he's not there a lot of the time. Well, his and then, his girlfriend. Yeah, helps when he's not there. Yeah, so the 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 one coach's girlfriend helps in the dugout. She keep tries to keep the kids in but order, want, but, but she doesn't want to yell. Exactly. That's and that's the problem. She doesn't yell, and then none of the kids listen. So, but I mean, parents today. Right, and that's that's the problem. Is we we're almost afraid to yell too, but at the same time, it's just. It's horrible watching this girl get walked all over in the dugout because the kids just won't listen to her. And meanwhile, none of the other parents step up to help. And that's super frustrating for me. I, I'm almost more frustrated with the other parents than I am with the kids. Mm-hmm. The kids are really frustrating, but they're kids. You know, they're four. I get it. The parents, meanwhile, are just sitting, gossiping, barely paying attention to the game. and Talking about their ex-husband having an affair <laughs> yeah exactly uh just you know 
they don't help at all. So we've, we've kind of stepped ourselves up and, and tried to, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back or anything, but like... We're perfect parents. We are. We're the greatest parents ever. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Learn from no, us. No, they're not. Learn from Nobody's us. Nobody's listening. No, nobody is listening probably, but we're going to talk like someone's listening. Uh, so anyway, so meanwhile in Mark's league, they also have three coaches on the team, but... It's another thing where, like, sometimes one of the coaches won't be there. And I've kind of tried to stick myself in there as much as possible as the volunteer dad so that, like, when one of the coaches isn't there, I'm the guy they ask, hey, can you fill in here? And, hey, can you fill in there? And I, I've, I've really enjoyed that role. I, they, I'm they i the guy that keeps the score at the games. It's really annoying. I know. Ashley hates it, but so I, I have to sit there by myself. I love it. It's it's the most I've ever enjoyed watching baseball is watching Mark's little league games, because they're actual games. They're competitive. They count. They you know they count every run, and as at, at his young age, you know, watching the way these kids take their losses, and watching the way they take their strikeouts and everything, seven is, it is a little young to be that competitive. But at the same time, I believe the coaches in this league have done, at least on Mark's team, I can't speak for the other teams, but the coaches on Mark's team have done an amazing job of making sure they're still enjoying the game, whether they win or lose. And they're being as, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like compassionate, but not compassionate. I don't know. I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought. It's The coaches have been great in Mark's team. And... I've I've enjoyed being a part of that, and I I, I, uh, I like I said I I jammed my way in there. I, although I volunteered at the beginning of the season to to be a coach, and they just never called me, which is because they don't want you. God damn it, they want me. They just don't know it yet. Ew. Ew. No, I. But realistically, I think it's a mistake they didn't call me because it seems like. They're always shorthanded. Scarlet's team is always shorthanded. Mark's team is always shorthanded. No, everybody's so busy all the time. I mean, who the, hell has, who the hell has time to do two games in a practice every week and work and, and have a life? And... That's that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is how insane these schedules have been. And, it, you know, for each individual kid, I guess it's not been bad. It's up to three days a week, it seems like, for both kids. For Scarlet's age... Uh, it seems like they've tried to keep it down to f- two days a week. But there has occasionally been a practice in two games. I think that's only happened maybe one week so far. But but Mark's league is specifically, they try to do three days a week. If, if there's two games, they'll have a practice. If there's one game, they'll have two practices. This week, they got rained out yesterday at practice. They had a game tonight. They're having another practice tomorrow. And they're having a game on Friday. So Mark's four days this week. But his first practice got rained out. So he was only at the field for a few minutes. But still, that's four days of the week that the parents have to drive to and from the field. So uh, Little League life is not easy on the parents. The kids get to play the game and the parents get to be the chauffeurs. and It's rough. It's rough. We haven't had time pretty much for anything else for the last... Four weeks, five weeks, however long it's been since they started. It's been so long. Talk into the mic. It's been so long. (laughs) And we've still got like two months left. 
Not two months. It's like a month and a half. Um, I think Mark's team plays 15 games and Scarlet's plays 12 or something. But well, I, I feel like Little League Pictures made it all worth it. We just had picture day on Saturday, and it was it was really cute. Adorbs. It was really, really cute. And it was fun to see. That, that was like the first time that I've actually seen all the kids paying attention because they were all excited to get their picture taken. And then, of course, on Scarlet's team, there's one really annoying kid, and he was the one with the mismatched hat. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was really annoying. I know which kid you're talking about. Yeah. Hopefully his parents are listening to the show and they realize how annoying their fucking kid is. This kid. Let's talk about this kid for a minute. <laughs> this kid just goes out and he's four or five or whatever. So I get it. Like he's young. And realistically, he's probably got ADD. That's I. I that's the only explanation mm-hmm. for the way he acts that I can think of. For real. So I, I hate to fault him for any of it. But and I don't so I don't fault him for any of it, but he's fucking annoying and I can't stand being around him. I want to punch this kid in the face every time. He's he's he does whatever he wants, like right in the coach's faces too. Like they'll be they'll be like right up on him telling him, "Hey, you need to do this." And he'll just like turn the other way and like start throwing his glove around. He walked into the dugout the other day. When At the end of the game, we were telling the kids to put their gloves away for a second and go shake hands with the other kids. And he walked into the dugout and chucked his glove right at Ashley just, just oh, that because. that was that fucker? Yeah. Yeah. That was that kid. That kind of hurt. And Scarlett was going through her. Oh, he was mad at me because I made him put his bat up. Is that what yeah. happened? Oh, and that's the other thing. The kids and those fucking bats, they can't leave the bats alone. None of them. And that's, that's Scarlett's age and Mark's age. They can't leave the bats alone when they're in the dugout. They always have to be grabbing the bats and banging on the ground and swinging them around and hitting the cage and stuff. And it's it's that's half the battle at the games is getting the kids to hang the goddamn bats up. But uh, I digress. Um, we were talking about that annoying kid and how much I hate him. <laughs> and I feel bad saying that I hate a kid, but god damn it, I hate this kid. Like. Him and the chubby one. Yeah, the ch- well, the chubby one's just so dopey. Like, I, I can't I can't be mad at him because I just think he's too dumb to realize what's going on around him. Although, I don't know. Okay. After the game, after the game <laughs> yesterday, I went up to him and I was telling him, you need to put your glove away and go back in the dugout. You need to put, and, and I'm, t- I'm tapping him on the shoulder and he's looking away from me. Not looking or talking to anybody. He's facing a brick wall. And I'm tapping him on the shoulder and I'm saying, hey, you need to go put your glove away and go shake hands with the other team and you need to go listen to your coach and blah, blah, blah. And the kid just won't fucking turn around. He's just facing the wall and completely ignoring me. And I get it. I'm not his mom or dad. But you know what? I'm I'm an authority figure at this game. You know the... He wishes. These goddamn kids. So... Yeah, there's those two annoying kids on Scarlet's team. Mm-hmm. There's a kid on Mark's team. This kid, and he's a decent kid. Otherwise, I, I, I guess I don't, I don't know, I don't know enough about him to know if I hate this kid or not. But 
ev- everything he does is the greatest thing that's ever happened on the team. And I'll admit, he's he's decent sometimes. Like like today, he hit a triple, a little league triple. That's that's pretty impressive, you know. Little league, you're lucky if you get a single most of the time. But he hit a triple today, and it was a solid triple. It wasn't like, you know, a triple on errors. He hit it all the way to the fence and it took him a while to get it back in so it was a solid triple but then after the inning was over he came back in the dugout and he's he went up to as many kids as he could and he goes hey you want to know how i hit that triple and then he grabs his arm and he's like pure muscle this is pure muscle so that's the kind of kid he is which by the way it's there's no muscle on this kid He's chubby. He's he's a big kid, you know. He just threw all of his weight into it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not making fun of a fat kid. That's mean. This is going too far. You don't really have much room to talk. Yeah. I'm fatter than that kid is. But I'm also, like, 32, and he's 7, so. Well, since we're talking about um, baseball, why don't we talk about how much your softball team sucks? Because this isn't about me. This is about our kids. That's the whole point of this podcast is about our kids. So we can disregard my softball team entirely. And everyone will be happier for it. My softball team does suck, though. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'm the one that sucks. Because, like, I played in Highland for a while. And, like, a couple years after I stopped playing in Highland is when they got first place in the league. I don't know how my team in crown point did last year when I was in Louisiana, but probably, probably, probably better than when I was running it. <laughs> probably. Well, you know, it's hard to manage a team full of drunks. I left, drunk. I left the young kids in charge last year. So I think they got some other young kids to play. So they replaced all the fat old drunk guys with, young athletic kids and that's probably why they did decent last year you don't even know if they did decent i don't know if they did decent i don't i'm afraid to ask but um where are we at where are we at all right so god damn we're not even at the half hour mark yet mm-hmm. everybody's already we took forever sitting around trying to think of a name for this stupid podcast and now yeah. it's like i'm ready for bed but i've been ready for bed since i woke up this morning that's life with kids. It's life with you. And kids. And you. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. We talked about we talked about how our kids are handling baseball. We talked about the annoying kids on the team that we hate. We talked about the parents that we hate. Oh, you know what? No, we didn't talk. About no, we didn't talk we about hate. all the parents we hate. We I I mentioned the kids in Scarlet's league that. Their parents don't lift a finger to help at all, and that's really annoying. But let's talk about Super Dad on Mark's team. Ugh. God damn it! This is getting this is gonna be awful. If any of these parents listen to this podcast, they're gonna know exactly who we're talking about. But nobody's at all is gonna be listening to that. So our kids' names aren't really Mark and Scarlet. They're Ark and Arlet, and they play in Demott Little League. God, you're such a- um, so there's a kid on Mark's team who his dad seemingly knows nothing about the game of baseball, but 
comes and tries to help out as much as possible, which I, I give the guy credit. He's trying. He's trying to be helpful, and he's trying to uh, be fun with the kids and be fun with his son. And, you and know. he's being really annoying in but, the process. But what's really annoying about him is, like I said, I don't think he understands baseball as much as he thinks he does. And he also rarely listens to what the other coaches are telling them, telling the kids. Uh, a direct example of this is last weekend, or not last weekend, but last week sometime, Mark had a game where it was, I, I'm trying to remember, was it raining? or I think it was raining because the ball was wet. And that was, so the coach told the kids, like, the ball is a little heavy, so it's going to be coming in low. So you guys need to step forward a little bit so you can swing level with it and still hit the ball. That was exactly exactly what the coach told him. The ball's going to be heavy. It's going to come in low. Step forward to hit it. And this wasn't it the guy who's been teaching like low baseball for yes. like 8,000 yes. years. One of Mark's assistant coaches is, if, if you live in Lowell, you know the name Don Bales. Don Bales has been the athletic director in Lowell for years. And, I mean, he's been teaching – I mean, he's been coaching t-ball since I was a kid because he was my first t-ball coach. So, I mean, he's been doing this for years and years and years. He knows what he's doing. And he was telling the kids, okay, the ball is heavy because it's wet. So it comes out of the pitching machine. It's going to come in low. You need to step forward so you can still swing level and hit it instead of chopping down at it. No less than 30 seconds later, this kid's dad comes up to the dugout, slaps the cage a little bit to get everybody's attention. He's just like, hey, the pitching machine's pitching it high today, so you guys need to step back in order to hit it. And it's like, dude, just, you know, I understand you're trying to be helpful, but pay attention to what the coaches are telling the kids. Because you don't, I mean, the worst thing you can do as a little league parent is to uh, undermine the coaches. Because I understand, like, we're their parents still, but when you sign the kids up for little league, you're you're putting you're putting these people in in charge of your kids. You know, they're responsible for your kids, and you're accepting that. So if you're undermining them, you're just undermining everything you signed your kid up for. And and you also need to teach your kids that there are other authority figures besides their parents, which they should be learning at school anyway. You know, they should be learning to respect their teachers and principals and stuff. But if you bring them to a baseball game and then completely undermine what their coaches are telling them to do, then what's to say they're not going to stop listening to their teachers too, you know? If they think that you're the only authority figure in their life. I think you're getting a little too deep. I, it, I am. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but I, I, I feel like I have a solid point here. The point is, the coaches do things and make decisions that some of the parents don't understand. And maybe some of the parents disagree with it. You know, like, oh, why does my son have to sit out this inning? Or, oh, why isn't my son playing this inning? Or, or this position this inning? And, you know, that's that's the stuff that some parents get mad about and it's ridiculous the coaches make decisions for a reason and and you you got to trust them so if you're this, this is a word to any parent that's trying to help out with their kids little league team the best thing you can do is listen to what the coaches are saying to the kids 
and reinforce that or or give them a variation of that same information so that it makes it easier for them to understand or something but don't just come in spewing stuff that is completely disregarding what the coaches are telling the kids because that's that's just ridiculous that's going to confuse your kids it's i don't know that's that uh, i'm on i'm off my soapbox now but that just pissed me off it, it pissed me off because how how much of a disregard it was for what the coach just told the kids and then on top of it the 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 next annoying thing he did which was about two seconds after he did that then i'm trying to i'm trying to get the kids i like i said i'm keeping score i'm keeping the batting order so i'm the one telling the kids okay so-and-so's on deck so-and-so's in the hole you know making sure they get out there in order which i failed on tonight by the way i one of the kids batted out of order today in the sixth inning and i i you suck i suck but he went up before. So my son had just hit a double. I was excited, and I, I kind of forgot for a second like what was going on. And by the time I look up at the plate, the wrong kid is up there batting, and he already swung at a pitch. And it was like, well, at this point, he's committed. If I go in there yelling, oh, wait, Cooper, you're batting out of order, then the ump's going to say, oh, well, he already took a swing, so he's out. Because that's what happens when you bat out of order in Little League. You're out. And the other team caught it too, mind you. The other team was, had a guy keeping score, and he saw the kid with the wrong number up at the plate, and he let it go. So it wasn't like it bothered anybody, but technically it was against the rules. I I, I blew that one. Oh my god, but, you broke a rule but, in the little league. Fuck what I, I I lost my train of thought again. Oh yeah, so so I was the one keeping score and keeping the kids in order and stuff and I kept telling the kids because they were they were a little wild that night you know they were jumping all over the dugout a couple of them were trying to climb across the rafters and they keep flipping bottles and stuff trying to you know the the water bottle flip thing that I don't know what do they call that the I don't know the thing when you try to flip it and land it on you know right side up I don't know it's like a the bottle flip thing. I don't fucking know. Everybody does it and, and posts YouTube videos of it for some reason. But so the kids were all doing that shit, and I'm trying to keep them like focused on the game. Like, hey guys, turn around, pay attention. You know, cheer for your team. You know, cheer. You got a batter up at the plate. Cheer for him. Make sure you know you're helping out as much as you can. You know, pay attention. And and then meanwhile, this other kid's dad, right after he told them all to swing the wrong way. And just goes, oh, hey, guys, I got a knock-knock joke. Shut up. This is not the time for knock-knock jokes. The time for knock-knock jokes is after the game, you know, when they're not, they they don't have to be focused. They're already done. But, yeah, so that kid, that kid's dad is annoying. Again, he's a nice enough guy, and I believe he really does mean well, and he is trying, and that's nice and all, but learn the game before you try to teach it to your kid and then scarlet's team is the annoying moms i think just the gossipy like kind of moms there's the one who's like there's there's something soccer too and you know she's she's a teacher and 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 then I, I told you about this, how that one practice, all that woman talked about was how her ex-husband had an affair. Yeah. And it's not even like it was a relationship. It was with a bunch of different women. And 
Like, okay, this is your kid's like baseball practice. And uh, now, so you told me about this woman. Now, was she talking to somebody that? She was talking to the other annoying did, but mom. Did, did she? Did they previously? Did they seem like they previously knew each other, or were they like just meeting each other at this baseball practice? And she's they just didn't. Like, yeah, my husband was banging they, other women. They didn't just meet each other, but like they just started talking at the start of baseball. It's not like that was so the first. So they hadn't known each other before no, baseball. No. No. And like week two, she's already. Yeah. And I know this because they were like just finding out, like, oh my god, I I bought shoes off of you at a garage sale on. I heard that one too. And I'm no I'm pretty nosy. Yeah, Ashley's very nosy. I'm proud of it. I'm denying. I'm very nosy. I'm trying to remember last night. This is how nosy she is. Last night we were laying in bed and she's getting herself ready for bed in the bathroom and asked me something about like Oh it's one of his, so and so one was his, married. One of his many girlfriends, I call Oh yeah, him. one of my girlfriend. She was married? Who was she married to? And I was like, I don't know his name. And I kind of, I browsed Facebook for a couple seconds and I was like, I think this is the guy. And she was like, you hang on to that until I'm done getting ready. I'm going to come look. <laughs> I'm nosy. I'll admit it. And like most people, I love drama as long as it doesn't involve me. Yeah, but it, you are drama, so. And then you know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. How? All right, so we talked enough about Little League. Uh, but on the subject of Little League, let's let's talk a little bit about other, you know. I guess I hate to use the word like organized sports because it's not just sports, but like, for instance, Mark Mark played soccer, which, yeah, that's an organized sport. But like the girls have both now been involved in dance class. Mm -hmm. uh, Livy is still involved in dance class. Scarlett did one summer in dance class and she didn't handle it too well. Again, she... She's very short attention span. Yeah, I don't think she has the attention she... span to do anything for an hour at a time and... I'm wondering if maybe she'll do good in soccer. She needs something where she can run around. Run around constantly. No no pauses, no yeah. you know, no hey, reset until this next batter hits the ball. Mm -hmm. It's it's mm -hmm. gotta be like the ball's moving. Yeah. Keep moving with it. I think she might I think do well in soccer. Soccer would probably be good. But I honestly, so boring. I honestly wonder uh if they have like peewee hockey around. We can teach her to skate. She Scarlet's pretty good on a bike. She's pretty good on her roller skates at home. She's tomboyish. She is tomboyish, but she's she's athletic. She's an athletic kid. She really is. She's know. she's strong and she's got a lot of stamina. She likes to run around a lot and yeah, she's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, and she's I mean, she she could be really good at sports if she could focus enough. Um, whereas Mark, like. Mark doesn't like to run. <laughs> it's obvious Mark Just doesn't like, like to run. Just like his dad. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a little slow, but like, but it's, so he gets excited. I think he enjoys baseball because there is a lot of downtime in baseball, but then when the play happens. What do they do when they're out in the field? What is it? The They, oh, 
every kid on Mark's team keeps doing that. The the floss, I think you said it's called. The, and I think the backpack that kid dance. Yeah, from that. the Katy Perry thing. Yeah. The, oh, there God, was the back kid. The backpack kid did the the dance on the Katy Perry song. On Saturday Night Live. Was it, it SNL? I don't. Was I thought it was like a football game or something. I think it was SNL. No, whatever it was, everybody knows what we're talking about already. It's not the the Swish song, Swish Swish Bish or whatever. Yeah, it's such a good song. It's okay. I, I don't. I'm not into that kind it's of thing. Better than but, Goodbye. Uh, we don't have to get into that. We're not talking about my band. We're talking about the kids. This podcast about the kids, not about my band, which is called Get By. You can find us on Spotify and <laughs> Bandcamp and Facebook and at Get By dot or at Get By NWI. But anyway, so yeah, all the kids on Mark te- Mark's team they are constantly flossing. Do, do they call it flossing? What are those? Sure, what are those yeah. young That's kids? What, Mark's? what are those young whippersnappers call it? They call it flossing, <laughs> or do, call do it. they call it doing the floss, or do they call it flossing? I don't know. That's my point. I know the dance is called the floss, but if they are doing it, are they flossing or are they doing the floss? Know. You know, I know you wish I was young, but I'm not. They also like to dab. They dab yeah. on everything, which I don't mind the dab because it's it's quick and like they just get <laughs> it out of their system, and be done with it. But the fucking flossing thing, it's like it just never stops, never stops. They are constantly. And I, I've I've already yelled at him once, like, "All right, you guys need to stop dancing." And and, and then as soon as I said stop dancing and start paying attention, the kid whose dad we don't like that much, he started dancing again, and like, he thought I said to keep dancing <laughs> or something. His dad was like, "No, he said to stop dancing, not to start." I was trying to make a joke out of that, and there's nothing funny about it, I guess. He had to be there. It wasn't funny when you were there. Just because you didn't see it happen doesn't mean it wasn't funny when it happened. I just, you know, I hate it when you use your dad voice and your coach voice. Well, it sucks for you that I'm a dad and kind of a coach. The the coach, the head coach, called me coach today. So yeah, and Chris blushed. Cool. Yeah, he was flattered. I was flattered. And you know what was nice too? When we went for pictures the other day, uh, the coaches weren't there for pictures. None of the coaches were there for pictures. It was just the kids. So uh, the head coach told me the the day before that he wasn't going to be there for pictures and kind of asked me if I could help round the kids up when they took the group picture. No, I didn't. But that's that's what I was about to say. So I, I, I rounded the kids up. They all took their individual pictures. And then they got in line for the group picture and the photographer lined them all up on the bleachers and sat them, you know, five in one row, five in the next row. And then he saw me wearing, Mark's on the White Sox, so he saw me wearing my White Sox hat and he's just like, are you going to come stand behind him, coach? And I was just like, oh, oh no, I'm not the coach. I was like, I'm, I'm just helping today. The coach isn't here. And he was just like, oh, I saw you had the hat. You sure you don't want to just get in there? And like two or three of the moms there were just like, you help out so much, you should go just get in there. And You didn't tell me they were flirting with you. Oh, yeah. And then after we were done, they were just like, hey, you want to bang? And I was just like, I can't, ladies. I'm a married man. I'm pretty sure none of that happened. Half of it happened, but which half? 
probably you want a bang part. Well, I'm flattered that you think that that's <laughs> the part that happened. Wait, why? Because you think people want to bang you. That's nice. No, I said that you were asking them. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, no, okay, yeah, that does make a lot more you. sense. No, I'd never compliment you. Yeah, I, that's... I, I was kind of happy for a second that you mm -hmm. thought that much of me, but I should have known better. Scarlett's pictures are so damn cute, though. Yeah, Scarlett's team did really good for the pictures. I was, I was actually really proud... To, like all of them actually sat still for like 30 seconds just to take pictures and then they did this new thing i don't i don't remember them doing this when i was a kid but uh they offered what was called a buddy picture where uh like the kid getting their picture taken could get their picture taken with someone else so that the parents could have for instance we used our buddy picture uh for scarlet and mark to get a picture together even though they don't play for the same team they're not the same age or anything blah 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 but they were both in their team uniforms getting their pictures taken the same day. So we figured, you know, why not have a professional picture of both of them in their baseball uniforms? And it turned out super, super cute. And I can't wait till they come back. Oh, that was cute. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if, if nothing else about this season has been worth anything, at least we'll have cute pictures yeah, from it. I mean, that's really, a, in this day and age, that's really all parents want. It's, that's really true. They don't really care about what actually yeah, happened. 90% of the kids at these games, not kids, 90% of the parents at these games, they don't watch the game for about, you know, for an hour game. They don't watch about 59 minutes of it. And then, you know, for 10 second intervals at a few points throughout the game, they'll put their phones up and take a video or take a couple pictures and then they'll go right back to their gossiping about their cheating husbands and stuff. And like, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I, I take pictures all the time instead of actually watching what's happening. Um, but this year with, with this baseball thing, I, the first game I had to get it out of my system. I took a lot of videos and a lot of pictures of the first games just because it's like, it's their first time doing any of that, you know? So I did a lot of that, but now it's just been like I'm actually trying to watch. You know, I'm hey, trying. I'm to, a coach. Not just that. I'm trying to just be present in the moment. That's something I'm trying to learn to do this year because I I am absolutely that parent. I am the guy that. You're not I, just that parent. You're that person. I video everything instead of actually watching it happen, and then I realize later like I'm never gonna watch that fucking video. So I tell you that all the time. So I watch I watch my whole life going by on. A screen the size of my phone and I never relive any of those videos and it's like I would have rather watched it like in real life you know I think Louis CK does a bit about that and he's just like this is better than HD it's it's real I don't know I'm misquoting We're trying to teach a life lesson here yeah so yeah if Stop you take recording everything if you take anything away from this it's that you're never gonna fucking watch any of those videos again the pictures, you're going to share them on Facebook for 20 likes and everyone's, oh, your kid's so cute. And then nobody's going to give a shit ever again. So are your Facebook likes worth that much? That Just just watch the damn game, you know? Watch your kid do something special. Watch, watch all of it, you know? Fuck the camera phones and... I think about that all the time. I feel like I don't want Scarlett to remember looking up and... Seeing your, when she's about to bat. Seeing the phone instead of your face. 
not even like me taking a picture, but her like being at bat and me looking down at my phone on Facebook or something, which I'm sure I've done. I'm not proud of that though, but yeah. I, I'm very guilty of that. And yeah, you know, yeah, you are. I know this is Something this we is fight actually, about all the time. This is a good tangent to get off on. It's just like, uh, well, I guess we could save some of this conversation for another episode because I feel like we could do an entire episode about like how you know smartphones have replaced interaction with our kids and not and not just on our side either but on the kids side too the kids are so obsessed with smartphone games nowadays it's they don't they don't care about the parents they just want the parents phone mm, you know it's a very interesting topic because in one way technology brings us together but in another it pulls us apart so deep man so deep so deep yeah but let's let's not get too deep in that like i said we could do probably a whole episode about something like that about um, how Chris is always on his fucking phone. I am on my phone a lot, but all the time. It's and then you know what his excuse is? Uh, you know, people keep texting me like he's important or something. People do text me all the fucking time. No, they don't. Hey, if you're listening to this, stop texting me. Yeah. Let me live with my family for a little bit. Cause I I'm the kind of person that when I get a text message, I feel obligated to respond right away. Even though nobody responds right away when I text them, I'm just, you know, I'm so used to normal conversations where someone says, hey, blah, 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 and you immediately respond to them. Oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I feel the same way about text messages. Somebody texts me and I see it, I feel the need to respond. And like we'll be on the phone and he'll hang up with me because somebody else is calling him. Because I'm going to see you and we can finish the conversation later. One day you won't see me. Do you know what though? though so, oh, god damn it! This is, this is another topic. Like, why are we doing this? This is supposed to be about the kids. Well, I feel but, like you know, okay, we're, you parents. Know, this we're is, parents. Yeah, this is family life too. This is important stuff too. So, people rarely call me. I get texts. I get Facebook messages. I get Facebook comments and stuff. When someone takes the time to dial my number and call me. I assume it's important. Now, 95% of the time, I'm wrong. It's nothing important. But I just feel like if they're taking the time to call me, it's something that they couldn't say over text. And it's probably a little more important than a text message conversation. That's the only reason why I feel so, you know, it's it's so urgent that I take that well, call. You know, you could wait, you know, and if they call you a second time. But what if it's that big of an emergency that they can't call a second time? Like they're dead or something. Yeah, yeah, they're dead, and it's the. F- that's uh, honest to God. Every time my phone rings, that's my biggest fear, is that it's not who is on my caller ID. It's like the state trooper that found the wrecked car and is calling like one of the numbers in the contacts list, or the that EMT. Is terribly overdramatic. Yeah, it is. It's super overdramatic. I'm an overdramatic person. Yeah. Uh what what a year ago (laughs) a year ago while we're talking about over dramatic this just came up the other day and i thought it was funny and this has nothing to do with the kids but it's just it's a funny story so i'm going to share it anyway about a year ago i was living in louisiana for work for about nine months last year and while i was in louisiana i had a lot of time for netflix and hulu because that's I had work and I then come home to my apartment and just watch because I had nobody living with me. I was by myself. So I just watched a lot of TV. 
And one of the shows I was watching was 13 Reasons Why, because everyone was raving about it. And in in short, the girl in 13 Reasons Why kills herself, right? She cuts her wrist. And <laughs> I'm watching that episode, and uh, I, I have a thing about watching people get cut. Like, I can't watch ER or any of those other, like, surgery shows or hospital shows on TV because I can't watch skin getting cut it, if it's like ugh. <laughs> so this girl starts cutting her wrists and I went into a full-blown panic attack like I blacked out and my my arm went numb and my half of my face went numb and I honest to god thought I was having a stroke and I I called Ashley to let her know I was having a stroke because I didn't want to have a stroke alone in my apartment in Louisiana and nobody knew what happened until they found my dead body like stinking a week later. So that's, if you want to know how overdramatic I am, I thought I was having a stroke because I watched a girl cut herself on Netflix. Tell them about your recent heart attack. That was legit, all right? That was not legit. I woke up at like... And you woke me up at fucking like what, three in the morning? I woke up at two in the morning and my chest was like super tight and my arm was numb. And I kind of blew it off at first, but like I sat there for an hour waiting for it to go away and it wouldn't go away. I just kept feeling a squeezing feeling in my chest and my arm was numb the whole time. And that's it's like the telltale signs of a heart attack, you know? And... I know I'm only 32, but I also don't take care of myself at all. I eat like okay. shit. Yeah, I yeah. used to smoke. I'm in terrible shape. I'm way overweight. A heart attack is fully in the realm of possible in in my condition, you know? So I thought I was waking up. And, and this woke me up out of a dead sleep, too. It's not like I was just up at 2 in the morning. I was asleep, and this chest pain woke me up. And that's another thing. If, if it's painful enough to wake you up, it's... They say it's usually pretty serious. So I and and I didn't just wake you up just out of nowhere. I sat there and Googled heart attack symptoms for an hour before I decided to wake you up because I felt like I was having every single one of them. You would have been better off just waking me up right away. And she's a nurse, so I finally I finally just decided, you know what, fuck it. If this is a heart attack, I need her to at least at least look at me, if not drive me to the ER. So I woke her up. And at three in the morning i wasn't having a heart attack she checked my heart and i was fine i was having an anxiety attack instead but that's that's another story i guess no that is that story that's yeah. the end he gets Ta-da. anxiety when he sleeps it's um over dramatic i was probably having a dream about something like money money related probably <laughs> i get a lot of anxiety about anxiety inducing or you know what else gives me anxiety? This is, this is turning into a podcast about me, but you know what else gives me anxiety is when people call me like the day of, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing right now? You want to go do something?" I, I hate, I can't do it. Are you talking about this because you were just talking about it on Facebook? Yeah, well, we're talking about anxiety now. You know what? Let's not. Let's not because this is supposed to be kids a podcast give me about anxiety. kids. My the kids, kids. anxiety. The kids. My no. biggest source of anxiety. My kids don't give me anxiety. You know what gives me anxiety? You stop lying. No, no. My kids don't give me anxiety. But what does give me anxiety is uh, worrying about like 
if I tell them something, if I tell them I'm going to do something. God, and it's I, the worst. And then I can't do it. What kind of parent can't break a promise? <sighs> I know it's something, you know, as awful as it is to say, that's something that you have to learn to do as a parent because there's a lot of things that you promise your kid that they sound they sound simple enough. They really do. Well, it, you know, you know, just Just something as simple as you look at your calendar and you realize... Hey, I have nothing going on tomorrow. So you, you call and talk to your kid and you say, Hey, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow and we're going to do this. And then, so they're looking forward to that all day long. And then it comes up to that time. And in the meantime, a million other things happened and you realize, Oh shit, I have to go do this and I have to run to the bank and get this money out and I have to drive it here or else they're going to take my house away and meanwhile, your kid's just sitting there waiting for you to pick them up and do the thing that you told them you were going to do. And that shit breaks my heart. And, and, and I can't, I would almost rather lose the house than break a promise yeah, to my you, kids. You break your own promises, though, because it's like, you'll be like, you know, I, you could have this if you act good. And then they don't act good. And then you do it anyway. Because you don't want to break a promise. Well, uh, but so, you broke your own promise. And it's really annoying. No, but it's... You know, sometimes it's like kids kids don't have their brains don't work the same way ours do. Like we tell them, "Hey, you need to do this for the next half hour or else this happens." You know? And in our brains, we can keep that information in the back of our head and we are that for that whole half hour we are thinking about that and we're monitoring that situation to see if they're fulfilling what we asked them to do. In their heads, they hear us tell them, for the next half hour, you need to do blank. And then five minutes later, that's not even in their head anymore. It's bouncing around in there somewhere, but it's not sticking. And then 10 minutes later, that's when they remember it. But oh shit, for the last 10 minutes, they've been doing exactly what we asked them not to. But they didn't remember it at the time. They just remembered it 10 minutes later, and they that's when they start deciding to behave again and they're like, oh, well, I forgot I was supposed to do this. And now I'm I'm trying to do it now. So that's why I always, I try to work with them. Even even if I specifically say, hey, don't do this. If they do it for a couple minutes, I try to give them a little bit of slack. Because they, like I said, they don't remember. They, they don't work the same way we do. Chris is the prime example of a dad who wants to be his child's friend. I I do. I do. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But my kids also know that I am an authority figure. I know you no, they don't, don't. don't. Nobody takes you seriously. Oh, come on. Come on. Especially That's not, not fair. That's not fair. I I know you like to say that all the time, but let's be real here. My kids know that when I'm serious, I'm serious. They know it. Quit making that face. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I, I'm I'm not a tough dad. I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm not a super strict dad. I can yell and be mean when I need to because I'm usually the one that needs to because you have a hard time being mean to Scarlett because you think I'm too mean to her. And then with Mark and Livy, you also have a hard time being mean because they don't seem to take it as serious. But I just don't well, think you I get mean, mean I... enough. That's the thing, though. I They don't have to love me. But they do. That'll, that'll that'll have to be the topic of like ten episodes. Being a step parent. Being a step parent. 
That's tough. It's tougher than being a parent, I think. It is. Because your kids don't have to like you. I only see Mark and Livy at best three days a week. At worst, one day a week. And every time they come over, it's it's like nothing has happened in between. You know, it's it's just like we're together every day. They, you know, that's how they act. That's because that's because I'm their dad. And they love me unconditionally, and they I I feel it. You know, uh, Scarlet. Now I've I've been in Scarlet's life since mm. before she was one. Yeah. So she was like six months old or something. You know, so at this point, honestly, I've I've been around her more than her biological dad has. You know, and I think she knows that, and I think she acts like that most of the time. But it's just lately now that. Yeah, I don't know. Her dad's decided to be. Well, long story short, not to get too into it. Yeah. You know, her dad's kind of, you know. He's not super dead. No. And. Uh... But he tries to act like he is. So whenever, you know, Scarlett has been around my kids for almost three years now. Them calling me dad and daddy and stuff. So that's what she's learned. She's learned that I am dad and daddy. And we haven't discouraged it. It's not that we've encouraged it necessarily, but we haven't discouraged it because... How do you tell a two, three, four-year-old that two kids are allowed to call him something and then, but she isn't? She doesn't get that. So, so yeah, we, we don't, we don't tell her not to say it, you know, when it comes out, it's fine. It is what it is. But lately... You know, her dad has been on this kick that anytime she calls me dad, she's in trouble. And so she'll come home from his house and she'll be like, you're my stepdad. And like, you know, make a point of telling me as much as possible that I'm her stepdad. And, you know, it sucks. But it, it's true. It's true, though. And I need to accept that. And um, oh man, this this took a turn for serious real fast. But yeah, this is real. You know, yeah, we can dive into that some more. Everybody's a step parent nowadays. Yeah, there's it's it's more and more common because it, let's face it, you know, Marriage people sucks. people don't get married or stay married nearly as much as they used to because it sucks. So step parenting is a real thing, and sometimes it's a struggle, you know, for various reasons. So. Maybe we'll do that for our next episode. We'll talk about step parenting. This would be kind of a teaser into the next episode. Um, cool. Cool beans. So I think we've rambled long enough. I know we started off on Little League and we quickly got away from Little League. And I'm ready for bed. I was trying to talk about soccer and dance a little bit, but we got sidetracked mm-hmm. and into anxiety and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it is what Soccer's it is. Soccer's boring. Soccer's boring. Mm-hmm. And kids don't enjoy it. No matter how much they tell you they enjoy it, they they don't like it. And the only thing exciting about dance is the recitals and their cute outfits. But otherwise, that's boring too. Yeah. But you do it because you know what? Let's let's just face it. Little kids are fucking boring. Little kid board games are boring. Little kid. I don't even. You love kids... that. You love that stupid little fox thing. The, the fox with the catch pants. the fox. Yeah. Where you put chickens in the fox's yeah, pants you or see something. He's getting excited. It's funny. 
you the, can hear the game them. is you funny. You can hear the excitement in his uh, so, voice. It's not, it's not the game itself that I like. I just like hearing the kids talk and about it. And the fart it. game? The fart game is funny. There's the fart game, and then there's the where you pull the finger. The dog poop game. The dog poop game. The dog poop the game is funny. But so I don't consider those. Those are games that parents buy for kids knowing that they'll enjoy playing them. But like real kid board games, like fucking shoots and ladders. Ugh. Ugh. If I never have to play another game of shoots and ladders again, I'll die happy. Well, I think you like it. I like the kids liking it. But unfortunately, 90% of the time playing board games is the kids trying just... to learn how to play the board game. Mm -hmm. And only 10% of it is them actually enjoying it. So you got to sit through an hour of them Big remembering. Idiots. You know, you have to remind them five times. Okay, first you spin, then you move. First you spin, then you move. And then you have to move it this way and not this way. Don't move it that way. It's awful. It's awful. Little kids and their stupidity is boring. Are we going to mention our daughter, Sarah? No, we are not. <laughs> Because we don't have a daughter, Sarah. We have a cat named Sarah. It's our daughter. No. You know what? That's it. Episode over. We're done. You're done. We're I'm done with this. Tired. It's fine anyway. Yeah, it's bedtime and we've rambled on enough. Um, so I guess uh, if you want to reach us, well, if you want to reach me, you, you can email me at, uh, which email address should I give them? I guess you use my hotmail. I've had it since high school. It's Chris underscore plant underscore eight three one at hotmail.com. If you have any like ideas for stuff that you want us to discuss or or anything like that, or if you have a topic that like you've been through with your kid and you want us to talk about that, uh, we can do that too. Um, but you know, we tackle. Nobody's gonna do that. No, Chris. absolutely, because nobody's fucking listening to no, this. And I don't blame them. This has been dumb. Yeah. This is real dumb. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so this has been Kids for Sale. Uh, we will see you again in a couple of weeks, and we will talk about step parenting. So uh, I guess tune in for that exciting episode. And thanks again to the Journey into Comics podcasting network for uh, letting us ramble for for an hour. And hopefully we'll get to do it some more. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.